Welcome to the Cover Zero Podcast official wild card round preview. The regular season is done, ladies and gentlemen. We dropped our end of the season final reaction show just this last week to put our final stamp on it. Tonight, coming with our favorite games to preview within the wild card. If you want to hear more of the ones that we don't discuss tonight, we're going to drop a recap later on following the conclusion of those. It's just a two-man show tonight, but y'all know how we do this. I'm your host, Jordan, tonight, joined by Jay. How are you doing, bro? Doing good, bro. Doing good. You know, we made it. Wild card weekend, man. I mean, it's crazy. We only got we got wild card, we got division championship and super bowl. That's that's the season really flew by. I know, you know, we kind of mentioned it, mentioned it a few times, but it just seemed like every time we mentioned it, we're we're, we're here again. Like, boom, here we are. Division around. Mm-hmm. That would be the next thing, you know. We said, "Hey, you know, we got through." So, it's just crazy, bro. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Mhm. Definitely is. The three games that we have selected for you guys tonight, it's a mix of the things that we want to see and the stuff that you want to hear. And we're going to put down three games tonight, and we're going to go in chronological order and how they're going to play out this wild card weekend for you. First, we will kick things off with the Browns and the Texans. Our second game is going to be the rematch between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And then our last game is going to be Cowboys and Packers. So to swing the things first, man, let's just jump right into it, man, with these Houston Texans hosting a playoff game. D'Amico Ryan's first year over there. First-year head coach, Bobby Slowick, first-year play caller, C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback. This team we talked about previously, the obstacles they've overcome to land in this spot, very, very impressive. And then now to be hosting the Browns, a team that they're linked through for a guy that they may not necessarily want to be necessarily known for, but nonetheless, that Deshaun Watson uh, relation is here and kind of the divergent path that the Texans were on when they had Deshaun Watson when he was involved in all that nasty stuff with the massages and stuff and those things that we had talked about on the show when they went down. Right. Nonetheless, this team sits here, and he's not even a factor of it as we look into this game, which I think is honestly dope because we need to focus on the football in this particular case. Jay, looking at this game right now, the Browns open up as two-point favorites on the road. Let's start talking about just the most important parts of, the, of what I think is going to come down in this game, and that's this Houston Texans offense versus this, Brown def- this Browns right. defense. Right. So when the Texans got the ball, what are you looking for? They're going to pass the ball, bro. It's going to go through C.J. Stroud. We know that. And I think that that's a little bit concerning a little bit because you know how good this pass defense is for the Browns. This is really going to come down to play calling from Bobby Slowick, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback versus Jim Schwartz and that defense. That's how I feel like this is really going to come down to because the Texans don't win no other way. They don't really run the ball like that. They don't. So They're running game. I trust it. Yeah, I don't – and well, I don't – yeah, we don't trust it because they don't even try it really, you know. I mean, they – and that's okay. You you go with what what you're good at. And if it, if that's what's working, that's what you want to go with. And C.J. Strauss has been amazing this year. You know, he's he's my offensive rookie of the year. So I, I, I like everything he's done. And that's how I feel like they're going to attack. I don't know if it's the right way, but that's what they're going to do. They got Nico Collins. They're missing Tank Dale. You can see that. There's times where, you know – if CJ if 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 Nico's not open, you know, there's times where you see CJ Stroud getting rid of the ball a little bit later because he don't have that other option, not like a Tank Dale option mm-hmm. that he wish he had. So that that could be a problem for this. This mm-hmm. that that no, could he, be a Tank, real. Tank, yeah, that's a, that's a really good highlight. That's a really good highlight. Tank was that speed that speed element that would complement Nico being able to do all the things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. yeah, yeah, bro. And and you're going against the number one pass defense in the league, bro. The number one pass defense in the league. So number one 
is this the number one defense in the league? Are, are you there? There's a lot of people talking about it. I think like numbers wise, that kind like, of bears that out. Or where are you at with this overall? I feel like I, okay, so their pass defense, I will say, yeah, it's number one. Their pass defense for sure. Total defense, I lean towards the Ravens. And you're right, statistic wise, they're not right right there. But I just love the way the Ravens play ball. Obviously, we're gonna get to them when you know they come in to play. Sure. But I will say no. I don't think total D. I know statistics say otherwise, but I don't, you know, like their run defense is solid, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think now in in the modern NFL, when you have a defense that's the best pass defense in the league, it's just that does so So much for you because it does. Yeah, we we know where the NFL is now, you know, Mm -hmm. big time. So, and, and if I have to choose the pass defense, like if I had to choose, like, okay, Going back to the Ravens, just real quick. If I have to choose past defense players on the Browns or the Ravens, if I have to choose between those two, it's the Browns. Easy. Yeah. They got more talented players over there. Yeah, they do. Past defense. But, you know. And then it's crazy because even if you think about coordinators, I like what Mac McDon- uh, McDonald has Mike done. Mike McDonald, yeah. And I, I think like with, with the Browns. Done. Yeah, with the Browns, it's like Schwartz just knows. Schwartz, I got yeah, dudes. that's what I'm saying. Though. This is what Schwartz, I do when I got dudes. That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, you know, you pick your poison because they're both really good. They're both really good. But mm-hmm. the pass defense for sure. Yeah, to answer your question, I would say no total defense. That's just me off watching games. Sure. Not really just going off statistics. But pass defense, yeah, I would have the number one. I think mm-hmm. that lives up to the hype when you talk about. Yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, the, the passing offense, the first question I'd ask is where you're mostly going to be looking as far as when the Browns are on defense yes. and the Texans have the ball. Mostly going to be looking at uh-huh. C.J. Stroud and how he passes. The thing I think that makes this matchup really interesting on that front, because you're 100% right, that's how the Texans got to this spot is behind what C.J.'s done this year. We've talked about it many times on this show. But the thing that I haven't seen C.J. Stroud do that I'm excited to see if he can do on this stage against this defense, because they played earlier in the season. These squads yeah. went, went at it, but CJ, but CJ didn't, didn't yeah. play. Didn't play. That's he what I'm saying. Play, right now, but the one thing he hasn't done so far this year is when he—it's a pretty small sample size, right. but it's still something we haven't seen. And what that is is him be able to shred a team that plays a lot of man coverage and plays a lot of man coverage well. Yeah. The Browns right now play the most man coverage in the entire NFL. They play man coverage on about 42.5% of their snaps. That is the most by a pretty significant margin. Nobody else is in the 40s right now this season. Stroud against man coverage this season is 26th. Stroud against zone, he's third, top three. Kick and shred him. Now, to say that, 42% being the highest, that still means that they're playing zone roughly. They're playing zone more, obviously, 56%. But that's a team that's a lot of different doses of man. That's a lot of different snaps on-man coverage, and when you already are able to play it at a very, very high level, how much more do you tap into it? Because the playoffs become very, very, very matchup specific. And when you're a team that can adapt and and kind of apply yourself to your opponent in just a specific one-off game, that's the teams that tend to really move on. If we think about what we saw lately in the the most recent years with Luana Rumo and how those Bengals teams were just, no, our game plan is to be able to take away what our opponent does best. Right. This is kind of into the wheelhouse right here of Jim Schwartz, where he's like, we're going to put Miles Garrett apart from Laramie Tunzel, which is what they did in the first matchup. 
Yeah. Miles Garrett normally lines up over the left tackle, but when they played against the Texans the first time, Miles Garrett lined up over the right tackle more than he has in any other game. Right. And we were kind of talking about that early on into mm-hmm. the season, how they Jim Schwartz, he's been smart for doing that. He's been allowing Miles Garrett to kind of move around that defensive line yep. a little bit, especially against teams that he know he's going to have more success with against. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I remember your first what's going on of the year was the Bengals when they got yeah. walloped. Yeah. in cleveland and we were talking about like during that time like man did you see like miles garrett playing the the zero technique d tackle yeah. playing yeah. nose tackle yeah. stand up yeah. at a two point but even in that last game when they played schwartz was just like nah we're just gonna put you on on that right tackle whoever it is for for the texans and we're gonna let you go and so yeah i think it would have been titus howard at that point but either, either way um that's mostly what i'm really looking at here as we look at as we look at this uh going into this matchup right now to move it to the other side of the ball right now, Jay, if we were to look at Cleveland on offense, we all talked about what Joe Flacco has been able to provide for this team. I want to ask you, honestly, what are you expecting from, what are you going to be paying attention to, and what do you like all these things about the Texans defense? Well, the Texans de- okay. So with the Texans defense, I feel like they're solid. They're in the middle. The run defense ranks six. They're only allowed 96 uh, yards on average per game, which is not bad. That's pretty good. Their pass defense, they're ranked 23rd, and they're allowing 234 yards average a game. I think that's a strength more towards the Browns because the Browns, surprisingly, with Kevin Stefanski, who likes to run the ball, they've been throwing the ball a lot, man. I mean, Ford, Jerome Ford, you know, they haven't really been He's running a good. He's pretty damn good, man. Ford is, but they haven't been using him. Yeah, but they don't. They don't use him. They don't use him a ton. They don't use him a ton. No, he's not a high. He's not a high volume guy. He's not. Yeah, but Kevin Stefanski is a high volume type of play caller. It comes down to the running game, and I yeah, philosophically, definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, and and since, like you said, he he's a great player. I just would expect more carries. I would want to. He mostly. It's like they mostly dispersed, like. Hunt yeah, gets it, some, he and gets then, yeah, they try to do both. Yeah. They try to do both, but just in as an average, Kevin Stefanski loves to run the ball, and I just haven't really seen too much of that. I think the hype of Joe Flacco has been, you know, we're gonna run with the hot hand and we're gonna go with that, and that's cool. I just, I just mentioned that with CJ Stroud, sure. But I feel more confident CJ Stroud doing that and, and having Bobby. Oh, Stroud. yeah, we know. Then I do QBs with Joe Flacco, and I like yeah. Kevin Stefanski, but Kevin Stefanski more of a running guy. Joe Flacco has been in, you know, I mean, he's been good lately over the last few games here, but I'm just saying, like, career-wise, after that Super Bowl run, we know, you know, what happens after that. But that's my concern, really. You know, I I think with the Texans, they're not that good with their pass defense, but they probably can have success against this pass offense because Joe Flacco – He's been good, but there's times where he could throw interceptions and he could turn yeah, the ball yeah, over. No, he, and that yes, can definitely. create that can create short field advantage for the Texans. Sure. You know, so and, and that allows CJ Stroud and that offense to, to yeah, you don't, you don't want to do. sudden change like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like hit you with like something that throws you off your oh shit, I didn't expect him to do that. Yeah. Like, gain rather than being something that gets you from the 20 to the 40, gets you from the 30 to the low red zone. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I so that's my only that's that's my only thing. I mean, the Texans' pass defense is not good, but you are going against a quarterback that can be wishy washy. 
he can be somebody that, you know, yeah, he'll throw two touchdowns, three touchdowns, but he might throw two picks. Mm-hmm. And it could cost you. The good thing, though, for the Browns is their defense is so good is that it never really costs them. I mean, if you look at the the last few games here, you know, for Joe Flacco, he threw against the Jets three touchdowns, one interception. Three touchdowns. And, and that's a good defense over there in New York. Versus the Texans. Yeah, right. Good defense. And then the Texans, three touchdowns, two interceptions. They dropped 37 on the Texans? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they did. Now, again, C.J. Stroud didn't play. Did play, it, so that, that changes game on the flow. Defense. Right, you know. Yeah. And then the Bears, obviously, two touchdowns and, and three interceptions on that game. But that's, that's – And when they played the Bears, the Bears were a good defense, too. A good defense. And then the Jaguars, who kind of fell off, but, yep. you know, whatever. It is what it is. You can only play who's in front of you. Three touchdowns and one interception. Uh, oh, one yeah, interception yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that span of games, that's 11 touchdowns and seven interceptions. It's not terrible. It's not great. It's just it's just sure. like right there where it's like it's good enough. But the reason why it's good enough is because the Browns' defense is that good. And so I'm not trying to really get away from the Texans' defense or anything like that. I'm just saying when I look at the Texans, they're good at stopping mm-hmm. the run. They are good at stopping the run. But they may have they may not have to really be concerned with that because the Browns is going to have they're going to probably try to throw the ball here. And with their pass defense, it's just not that good. So that's the interesting part with this. The Texans, their defense is not where it should be. They have some things they have to work on with that. But when it comes down to the run game, they have some things they can look up to. They don't I, I you know, I think they'll be okay in that department. Because the Browns is not going to try to run it, and the Texans are good at stopping it. And even when the Browns tried to run it, just a, a little bit, the last time they that, that they played, Jerome Ford didn't have he didn't have no good game. I don't have the stats in front of me, but the game that I watched the, the, the last time they played each other, I know it was Mills. I know the different offense mm-hmm. and a different team for the Texans. But the Browns tried to run the ball on that Texans defense, and it wasn't working. So. You know, I'm okay with this defense. It's not where I think they need some. They need some work. You know, but where I think their their strength is, they're not going to really have to worry about that too much. It's the pass defense for me. They're going to have to. I think they're they're going to. Have, they can't let Joe Flacco get confident and get to throwing. You know, if he has four touchdowns, this game is over. I tell you. Oh, that. he has four. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's averaging three out there. He's averaging three a game. Okay, the last yeah. the last few games he's had the, the only game where he only had two touchdowns was against the Bears. Yeah, and every other game, just the last four or five games here, Jags he had, at he had least three. three. Yeah, Jets he had three. Browns the- he had three. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's it's it, what I think about it though is like I kind of think that like ties into what you were talking about there, where you're just breaking both of them down. You were talking about like Kevin Stefanski from like a strategic standpoint, what he wants to do. He wants to run the ball. So he doesn't necessarily have the tools that he once did to be able to run the ball since Nick Chubb is out. And then also since they are down to their fifth and sixth tackles that they have had to play this year. Therefore, like that's another thing that you can't necessarily try to run the ball because they're better at passing the ball. They are run box. Yeah. And, and even when you're down those guys, when you have a running game menu that is as diverse as Kevin Stefanski, they run outside zone, inside zone, they run power, they run pin and pull, they run count. Like they run like a grab bag of run plays with Nick Chubb because their linemen are so good and Chubb is so good 
in terms of how you have to execute those runs. So he doesn't want to leave anything off the table. But when all of those components aren't on the table, you it's it's harder to run the ball. But nonetheless, that's what he wants to be philosophically. So how do you be able to maximize your quarterback who is limited with Joe Flacco and the philosophy that that you embody and that everybody else knows you want to do? You call a lot of play actions. You make it look like run, and it may not be the run, or it is the run to kind of help both the running game and passing game. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But when you're not successful at running the ball, those play action plays are not really doing. They well. still help some because the defense has to treat it like a run for just a step. It's not going to be like, oh, every time you call the play action, oh, everybody in the hole, oh, you're wide open. But everybody still, it what it does if you call them in the in the right time and you call them in enough well, which Joe Flacco is the since he's been starting, he is he has had the second highest play action rate in the league. Now it's not like teams just not going to even respect it at all. What yeah, they, they what they'll, they'll just they'll kind of hold their spot for just a just a, just a beat. That's all. And just sometimes maybe that beat can be the difference between a completion or helping Flacco see something else, right? So that's kind of something that I, that I'm going to pay attention to is how this Texans defense responds to that play action when Joe Flacco is someone that you know is is getting a lot of those type of things. And what does D'Amico have in store for him? I'm going to mainly also be looking at um, Derek Stingley whenever he is matched up on Amari Cooper. They aren't a team that really has someone follow the opposing number one, uh, like one of the teams we'll get into here on our previews coming up shortly. Um, but he last time they played against the Browns, Derek Stingley had a pretty impressive performance. I would honestly say they actually split because Coop got him for a TD, but Stingley also got him for a pick. So it's like, you know, you could call it a draw one way or another. When, you, when they first squared off against each other whenever they were matched up. But I want to kind of see how that works because this season offensively for the Browns, Cooper up. and Joku are having their best seasons they of their are. career. Yeah, they're having – is it better than – Cooper's having his best season? Cooper is his highest yardage ever right now, right? His most yards per game by, by a significant margin, the most yards he's ever had in a season. He only played 15 games, right? And then his average depth of target is – what, like he is so much more of a downfield big play threat on a consistent because they're using him strictly just that way more than like you know in his other stops obviously in with the Raiders and the, and the Cowboys they would use him different ways but here he's and just like route running is well, so elite and it's wow. a, we've talked about that for years how great his route running is let's take advantage of that route running deep downfield for plays that really like just chunk plays chunk plays and the ones that take the souls out of the defense like damn that hurt you know stuff like that so really 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 impressed with what i've seen from him and david and joku this year overall uh so to say all that bro uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna throw, throw it back to you for your score and how do we arrive at that score with all that being said man i got the browns i got the browns the reason why just real quick is you know texans are young you know uh, their, their best player, C.J. Stroud, rookie, D'Amico Ryans, rookie head coach. You know, everything, even the Bobby Sloyd, who we gave a lot of credit to, first-time play caller. They're going against an experienced Kevin Stefanski, Joe Flacco, Jim Schwartz, a really talented defense that travels. You know, we talked about the Texans being at home. I don't think that's really going to matter because the Browns 
I mean, it's Rain indoors, so that like both teams gonna be in nice conditions. Gonna be yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the Browns is used to playing in bad conditions around yeah, this time. This so gonna be a gift. Okay. Like, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be okay. Yeah, the defense is I think gonna be a the pass defense is gonna be a little bit too much. I think for CJ Stroud, who I like a lot, I just think it's gonna be a little bit too much for him. Um, and one thing I noticed about the Browns, they keep if they can keep the game close, which I think they will, because the defense is that good then, you know, they're going to win this game. And that's what I think is going to happen. So, give me the Browns. 26-24 Browns. All right, you are hitting the over by about six and a half on the over. Browns also clearing that, that two-point spread. This is one where I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm honestly torn. Like, uh, my, my heart tells me I want to see CJ, CJ just Stroud, continue right, to, like, right, just right. continue to, like, light up the universe and, and go scorched earth on people but everything else in my head tells me brown <laughs> um so i want the texans but i think the browns will win i want the texans to win i want cj i want cj Stroud and demigo ryan's yeah to and win. all those guys and like yeah. stingley and anderson and yeah. know, grenard and uh, perriman's over there and, like that like Desmond King, Jalen Petrie, Stephen Nelson. Like, I could go on about all these Texans guys. I, you know, Laramie Tunzel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I like a lot of the players over there on, on this on this Houston Texans team. And I want them to win. But if if I had to bet on the game, yeah, I, I put my money on the Browns. I'm going to put my money on the Browns. So I think the Browns going to win. Emphasis on think. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and get uh, – I like uh, 20 – I like twenty one seventeen. Uh, I almost was going, but I, I, I thought about seventeen for the Texans, but I was like, yeah, I, I just, that. yeah, that that as you know how Stroud has done against man coverage so far. I brought it up, like you know, it's, it's a small sample size. When he played against the Jets, they run the eighth most man coverage. That was the that was the game where the Houston Texans were here. What's going on? Because that was a thirty to six game. Yeah. They pulled Stroud. Like we can't even let you stay out there for for much longer. And it, it was very gross. And Jets play uh, the eighth most man coverage in the NFL. The Saints, they are the second highest man coverage team. Stroud yeah, only no. had, what, he completed like 48% of his passes in that game. Yeah. Right. And it th- ended up throwing a pick, you know, overall. Uh, had a touchdown or two, but like less than 200 yards on, on that night. So, I mean, it's just, and this is now a team, like I said, you know, they got Miles Garrett, who's a defensive player candidate. He was Corday's guy when we did our award show to win it and i could definitely see an argument for him and just the way that jim schwartz is gonna be able to strategically deploy him and then unleash just these different guys that can play man coverage very well it extends down to the linebacker my guy jeremiah was Moa. like there's just it's it's stroud's gonna have a tough time being able to excel against them to get enough to win so yeah yeah i like a 21 17 browns second game of the week that we're going to preview. This is a, this is a, another rematch. Uh, it can, the same as the uh, last one was also a rematch. The Miami Dolphins travel to Kansas City. And this is actually the real Tyreek Hill reunion. This is the real Tyreek Hill reunion. They, they played earlier, but they All were right. overseas. That He was not All coming right. back to Arrowhead. Right, it was they they played against him. The team oh, was yeah. there, okay. But Arrowhead didn't get a welcome. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. You're so right. now he's back in his house, and as a person 
who is a, you know, a Portland resident who has bought himself a ticket to the return of Damian Lillard at the end of this month when he is back in the Moda Center here at Portland. When that guy who was very pivotal to the success of your franchise leaves and comes back, that matters. That that very, very much matters. And that's what's on the docket here. And oh, I, uh, I got a question. Okay. What's up? What's up? No. No, no, no. It's too early. It's too early to ask it. I'll wait until the time is right. I'll ask it. It's going to be during okay. the game. All right. It'll be during the, not during the game, but during the, you know, breakdown. During the breakdown. All right. Okay. All right. And so, yeah. Uh, this one's going to take place at about five o'clock on Saturday. And Jay, I'm going to start this one with you. Uh, you had mentioned that Miami have been playing a little bit better lately. Tua finished the regular season as the passing yards leader, tied for fifth in TDs. But when he played against this Chiefs defense the last time overseas, he didn't necessarily have a good game. Are you expecting better from him in this in this contest? I am a little. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm expecting him to play a little bit better, man. His offensive tackles, his offensive line is is fully. Fully healthy, you know. So it, they, Connor Williams, the center's playing, is he? I think I, he's playing. I think he's I, playing. Uh, okay. I, thought, I think the whole old line. I think all the starters on the old line is playing. Okay. 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 That was the only one I, I was still like wondering about: is if Connor Williams is going to play or if, if the center is going to be Liam Eikenberg. But yeah. yeah, I think he. I think he's playing. So with that being said, that gives him more time. But this comes down to. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, he doesn't get away either. I know this. I know this game is about you know we, we think about Tyreek Hill coming to Arrowhead and and, and and playing in his his former home and all of that. But Jalen Waddle too has to play better. But here it is. Here these wide receivers they have to play better, bro. I mean they and and regardless of what it is that when I think about Tyreek Hill and even Jalen Waddle and I think about you know, Mike McDaniels and what he wants to do on this offense, he uses them throughout the whole offense, whether it's stretching the field, whether it's RPO plays, running the ball. And I didn't really see too much of that when they played the Chiefs the first time. And that's what you need to get going. You have to get them going some type of way. I get Tyreek Hill. He's one of those guys where you want to stretch the field. It's kind of hard not to want. And he probably was, oh, this is my former team. I, I, I you know, passing plays, that's what he needs to be. But if that's not working, make sure you're still getting him involved in some type of way. And so that's what I'm expecting Mike to do this game. Because I'm not putting it all on Tyreek Hill. I'm putting some of it on him. But I'm also putting it some of it on the play calling as well. Because you have to put them in better positions as well. You can't just – when I looked at I think he had one carry for 12. Was it one or, – or was it one carry for 12 yards? I think it was like one carry. And, Tyreek? You know, I'm, I'm not sure. Tyreek. And I'm saying Tyreek because there's times where, you know, Mike McDaniel, he will switch up where he'll use him in RPO plays and then he'll have him do screen plays and then he'll have him do some some deep routes. They, they ran that screenplay uh, last time they played the Chiefs and uh, <laughs> Trent McDuffie said, let me get that ball. <laughs> Come on, Tyreek. Yeah, I know, ball, but I'm just saying you can't just give up. You can't just give up on it. I mean, that's your best weapon. You got to keep, sure, sure, you gotta yeah, keep yeah, trying yeah. it, you know. So that's all my thing. Just get him more involved in every single play because that's normally what 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 this offense does. So for me, I think they are going to have a better a better showing in this offense in this game on offense is because they played him already. They know what Spag wants to do. He's a little bit different this year in his, his defense play calling. So I think they will adjust to that. But I just feel like they need to really make sure they're getting both players involved in every play call. 
whether it's not just just passing plays, but even some of the run plays as well with the RPO plays. So, and when a healthy offensive line, I feel like they they're able to do something like that. So that that's how I'm looking at when it comes down to the offense for the for for, for Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as well, that was really it, right? You just asked me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from Miami's offense. Yeah, Miami offense. Yeah, yeah. That and then Raheem Mostert, he did have some success against that against that he defense did. running the ball. A chain did not play in that game. He was not healthy. Yeah, A chain is healthy in this. Now game. he's healthy. The, in, the injuries also are something to point out because that's Waddle, what I'm Waddle hasn't played for. He didn't play. Yeah, he's, he's been, been in and out late, lately. He's been in and out. There's often some linemen that's been in and out. Moster Moster didn't play last week. Yeah, Tyreek Hill came out of the game last week. Like I mean, but they're gonna play. They're gonna play this game though. But well, Tyreek right. is for sure playing. But how are how they going to and how play? they're gonna affect? Yeah, and and how are they playing in a in a game where it's zero degrees? When you well, well, Tyreek is used injuries. to Tyreek is. I think Tyreek, even with the Chiefs, he was banged up around his time. You know, every football player is banged sure, up. Sure, yeah, no one's 100%. He played in KC. Yeah. He played in KC, so he, he knows what it's like. But you're right, though. I mean, Mostert, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, bro. I, I, I really do feel like, for the most part, this defense is healthy. They are missing some key players, though. I mean, Chubb is not going to be there on defense. Chubb's not going to be there on defense. Chubb's gone. Phillips is Xavier gone. Howard, Howard is not going to be there. He's not going to play. I, I mean, playing. so they're they're missing some key pieces. But I, you know, I'm just saying. John Holland played only eighteen. He played snaps a little last bit. Week. Yeah, he played. Yeah, a he little played bit eighteen snaps. He and if it's cold, can he play? Like, yeah. well, he'll play. I think he'll play. But the effectiveness of of his game, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. it's definitely going to affect his game. But I mean, this is playoffs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Jim Moore, the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this, this playoffs. is where we at, bro. Yeah, no, you know? I, I'm with you on that. It's just I wonder, like, if those dudes can't go or aren't themselves, like how, like Tyreek I got money, they go. I don't know how affect. I think Tyreek's definitely going. I, I'm not I worried think... necessarily worry about him. I'm not worried necessarily. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Like the he other still guys, played though... last week and was huge. He just he came out a couple times and goes, but he normally does that, right? So I'm not worried right. about him. But I think Waddle, Waddle's a big one for the offense. Waddle, Moster, Moster, and Waddle, and then if Connor Williams is back or not. Like those three guys are so huge. They're huge. Waddle is huge. Yeah. If Waddle doesn't, he has to. He has to have a better game, bro. He has to have a better game. He has to have it. Both of these wide receivers have to play better than what they did in the last game, bro. They just have to. I mean, because Mike is such a his offense is explosive, and he uses everybody, and he likes to put up a lot of points. And without those weapons. That's not going to happen. You're going to get a close game because defense is good enough. I know they're going to be missing a couple players, but Big Fangio is good enough. He's good enough for scheming. He's good enough for getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They're dropping passes over there. So, you know, the game is going to be close. The mm-hmm. game is going to be close. But that's not what Miami want. They kind of want to have a good, comfortable lead. And I just I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because we still got to talk about yeah, the other more. side of the ball. But like I'm that, just yeah. saying – you know, I mean, mm-hmm. these players have to play better. Those are the X factors for me. It's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and the play mm-hmm. calling for, for 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 Mike. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it has to be. They have to use them and everything. If it's the, if the pass play is not is not working, you try to get some get more screen plays going. You know, get you use Tyreek Hill in the run game a little bit, just a little bit. Out, outside like runs too. I mean, outside runs. We've saw especially with A chain since now A chain is there. 
like you get that dude in space around the corner, man. He is he moves very like there's not a lot of dudes who move like him. Yeah. You get him in space going around that corner. And yeah. I think that can really help Kansas City, especially when you think about how they like played them last time. A lot of the a lot of where Miami gets a lot of their bread buttered is like in that middle of the field, Tyreek moving behind the second line of the defense. The secondary is so worried about him going past them that he then exploits that area in the middle. And what I noticed how like this Kansas City defense played them the last time was so many things were centered around disrupting the timing of the Miami offense. Because Tua is such a quarter is such a quarterback that's based on time. Super quick release, just quick, 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 boom. And like we all know Tyreek Hill is and and all of all the skill position players that we've been talking about, they're all based on that speed too. So I think a lot of picture changes is what we saw from Steve Spagnolo last time. And when this Kansas City defense played against them the last time, there were three quarters where Miami did not score a point. To expect that that's going to happen again, I think that's a pretty tall task. And if we didn't get a touchdown from this Kansas City defense, like <laughs> we're talking about a game that's basically going to overtime. You know what I mean? So that's something that that's going to be able to, that I want to pay attention to as well. You talked about Miami and um, using Tyreek in the run game, getting a little bit more creative. And just maybe, getting more creative, really. Yeah. I mean, not use him as a full-time running back. I'm just saying. just kind of like between, Make him think about that, yeah. Make them just use Tyreek Hill a little bit more because the passing game, it's gonna, it's not going to be there at times. Spag know what, what, what they want to do on offense. They know. The whole, the whole Kansas City, every fan knows. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to do everything they can to really shut him down in that department. I you think can, we're going to see, like, LeJarrius Sneed follow him a lot. Like, because Sneed follows. That is, I talked about that in the last segment, like, uh, we were talking about Stingley. He doesn't follow. LeJarrius Sneed is a person who is, is a corner who, all throughout this entire season, that's one reason he I put out my uh, all-pro team list. That's one reason. It was very tough. I wanted to put him first team, but I couldn't put him over Jalen Johnson or Deron Bland with the season they had. But he was, he's been the third best corner in the league to me when I really broke it down because he's followed in shadows people like you don't really see a lot of guys do in the league not that certain guys can't do it there's a guy we're going to talk about in the next matchup that i think could do it but his coach don't let him do it jair alexander but you know but that's uh our guy but um yeah yeah but legerius need has done that this year and done it very very well so i'm I'm gonna pay attention to see how he does and they got very physical with tyreek last time and we're able to use that to disrupt the timing so Let's got to with somebody let's like put your ace on our ace. Let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, let, yeah. let's see, let's see who's gonna win. You know, I think that's gonna be very fun to go ahead and watch. And I think that offensive line being healthy is also very important because obviously Chris Jones is there. We've talked about earlier in the season what George Karloff has been able to do. And then once you get into these long down and distances, and Steve Spagnolo to get in, to get into his like pressure bag where he can concoct these like potions of blitzes and throw these these spells of pressure packages at quarterbacks like a crazy blitzing wizard. Like, right. that's when it gets really – that's when he's going to get into it. And last time these squads played, something to take note of, on third down, the average down and distance for Miami was 12 yards to go. And that made it very, very hard for them. So whether or not they're going to kind of stay in that script is something that I'm going to pay attention to as well. Moving to the other side of the ball, man, um, as far as this Kansas City offense, 
you talk about the Chiefs been dropping a lot of passes, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <That's> almost, right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the note of how you have to talk about the Chiefs this year. They ended up finishing the season with 33, 34 drops uh, collectively on the offense. Right. Right. Just like a couple a game and in high leverage moments so many different times. Um, and uh, to look at this offense also, what is your expectation of the one guy when we think of a person who can make a difference on this pass catching unit for the Chiefs, what is your expectation in this game of Travis Kelsey? Because last time when they played Miami, he was a non-factor. He's got well, just like I said with Tyreek Hill. But you know what? Though I got more confidence in Travis Kelsey than I do Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and it's more so because of defensive play calling on both sides. No disrespect to Big Banjo, he's great, but Spag, I just feel like. I feel like they can scheme better against Tyreek Hill than well. I feel like they can scheme better against Tyreek Hill, and I also feel like there's plays that's not going to be called that they probably should have called for Tyreek Hill to kind of get him more involved versus the Kansas City Chiefs, where Travis Kelsey with his see Tyreek, it wasn't really drops with him. It's just they scheme better for him. Travis Kelsey's just dropping the ball. It's just this whole this whole Kansas City thing over the last year, this year, they've all just been dropping the ball. But I got faith that Travis Kelsey is going to catch it. When, when the ball is thrown to him in this game, he's going to catch the ball. That's not with the, the problems that they had over there in Miami. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to this passing game, I feel like it's, it's Travis Kelsey is going to be the mainstay here. You know, and, and I feel like that they're going to get him going. And it's not going to be an issue here. The issue is going to be the other wide. It's going to be the wide receivers. I shouldn't say other because it's it, he's a tight end. But I mean that's what the other pass catchers. Yeah, yeah. The other pass catchers. It's going to come down to them. Travis Kelsey's going to do his thing in this game. I do feel like mm-hmm. I, I, they're at a point right now where they're in the playoffs, won a division. They got some confidence going a little bit. You know, we beat them, so they felt they felt some type of way. They closed out the season the way they needed to. They won a division. And they're playing a team who they already beat. Like you said, Travis Kelsey didn't have a good game. He's thinking about that. He hasn't had a good uh, – well, he's had he a, good had a good year, game. not a great year. Right, he's right, had right, a good right, – yeah. well, I was going to say a good year, not a great but year. But not we're, Travis we're Kelsey used to him. Year. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's normally a Travis Kelsey type of year. It's a great year. He hasn't had that. He's had a good year because mainly his name. But he's had a lot of drops. I think he's going to play better this game. But it's the other wide receivers that I'm concerned about. One hundred percent. Other pass catchers that I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. I think too. You were talking about like in terms of uh, Steve Spagnolo and the play calling going against his opponent and kind of trying to frame like what it is that Vic Fangio, even though he's a good coordinator, and this is something that I have actually even written down, but I, I want to say I'm pretty sure you were, you were alluding to. I think when it comes to matchups, and and like we had talked like we had talked about earlier developing a game plan to take away your opponent in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it might mean necessarily deviating just a bit. I feel like that is what Steve Spagnuolo does so much better than Vic Fangio. That's the one thing when when they, like they're both very good, well accomplished. They do best. Right. And Vic is better at pressure. Right. 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 I I think Spags is the pressure guy. I think what Vic is, Vic is the back end coverage guy, like different zone alignments. You think so? I I don't know. I think he's more talent. I think think Vic is a blitz, 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 blitz. blitz, blitz. He is, but not this year. 
This year, he's he switching it up. Way more than Vic. <laughs> no, he oh, blitzed, yeah. but not as much as he used to. Vic, Correct. Vic blitz. Not Vic as, be blitzing. Not as much as Spags. Not as much I as think Spags scheme more than Vic blitz. I mean, than, than he schemes. I think Spags scheme more than, than Vic schemes. And I think Vic blitzes when you say more scheme, this year. What do, you, what do you mean scheme? I mean, like, he'll scheme on his, like, like when it comes down to, okay, for example, you just mentioned it right now, Steve will 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 definitely scheme against the best weapon out there. So Tyreek Hill is that guy. Jalen Waddle is that guy on Miami. He's going to scheme against them. He's going to bracket them. He's going to make sure that they cannot do. He he's going to make sure they are not going to be the reason why they lose that game. He's been doing that all all year. Yeah, I would agree. Normally, Spag blitzed all game. That that has not been the case this year. Hundred. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Vic, yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Vic Vic is somebody where. He still puts it's. I think yeah, I get what you're saying coverage wise, but I think it's more because he has the talent. He has he, more talent over there, so it makes it look like Vic is doing something different. That's what I'm saying. Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, come on, bro. That's why. Vic That's why. Is, That's why he's eight. That, Vic, what I what no. I say, Vic is Vic is more Vic on the back end is all like zone pattern match. The back end is Jalen Ramsey. The back cover, end is Jalen Ramsey. The back end is Jalen Ramsey. Sure, those guys, Javon Holland, your guy over there, right. Xavier and Howard, who we talked about, we had them being the the the, the, what, the, one the best, best secondary, secondary yeah. year, a, year, sure. a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he takes over a team. Don't get me wrong; he takes over a team where okay, he's great at blitzing and putting pressure, but he now he has a back end too, so he don't even have to really scheme. Those guys can do it, right? They can my, cover my their coverage skills. Like, is Vic, Vic's not a Vic's not a not a blitz guy. Vic's more of a play coverage rush four guy. Maybe send five here or there. Vic don't Vic don't like to send the extra people. Vic puts those people in coverage and uses those people that anyway. Very very nuanced stuff right here. We're getting into some big some big deep weeds, big deep weeds indeed. Um, but I I would overall how I would say it. I guess to, to put a bow on that one, I would say I, I like I like I tr- the coordinator on the defensive side of the ball that I trust more in this game is Spags. Would you agree? I do. I agree. Okay. I okay. agree big time, man. I I think yeah. I I got I got yeah. I got Spags. Mm-hmm. I got Spags. Yeah, defensively, the pass rushers for the the Dolphins aren't going to be playing. Unfortunately, Bradley Chubb out with an ACL, Jalen Phillips out with, with another injury, his own. They aren't going to be playing there after the season. But I do like what I've seen from this interior in the Miami defense with Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. I feel like he's been a player that we haven't talked about enough on this show up to this point. We've talked about Miami at all. I might have like mentioned him here or there, whatever. But like that guy is just. Like he got an extension this previous offseason and like the last two years as a secondary interior rusher is like nine, 10, eight sack range per year. Constant pressure guy. He plays three downs and just comes to work and and puts it down. Uh, This year, Miami right now is tied for fourth in the NFL in rushing yards allowed per game. I don't expect Kansas City to be able to run the ball. With much success, Patrick Mahomes will, I should say, inflate the rush, the rushing yardage from what he does on passing plays, scrambling for yards right now. But I'm not expecting a ton from Pacheco in this one, really necessarily. I'm, I'm that's just kind of not where I'm at with this one. I think it's going to have to be a game where Mahomes and Kelsey are the primary drivers of the success in this one. So 
Uh, to swing it back to you, bro, uh, who is winning and how do we get there? The Dolphins still haven't proved to me, bro, about their they, – they can't beat teams with winning records, bro. I talked about this in the chat. I made jokes about it. Oh, you, we've talked about this in the show, too. Yeah. We have because, remember, we, we did our not trust, and this was your not trust. Yeah. No, I get it. My not trust, man. And uh, I, they've been playing better. I like what they did against the Cowboys. You know, they did – they played well against the Bills. Like you said, I mean, was it off – I think it was off air. Yeah, 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 the, the, yeah. They they lost the game, but it was competitive. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, though. Sure, exactly. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. That, that's that's exactly here we are here. Woulda, coulda, still, still came up short. But I mean, you know, the Dolphins <laughs> still, still came, came up, up short. short. But they played better. Exactly. No, they did. No, but I. Yeah. But the the reason why I'm talking about that is because they played better, and I just feel like you know this game is going to be close, kind of like the last one. You know, Chiefs only won by seven. But I see kind of the, the similar thing here, man. I, I see this, I see the same thing here. Uh, kind of the similar. I'll say this. I think the Dolphins put up more points. But I think the Chiefs still come up with the win. So give me uh, – yeah, I just – it's hard for me. Real quick, it's just hard for me to really go against. I like what Spag is doing on defense. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, I trust when it comes down to running offense. And I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a better game. So with that being said, and – with the Dolphins playing them, they'll be better prepared, so they'll put up more points. But I still got the Chiefs winning this one. So give me – they put 21 up on them last game. I think they put up just a little bit more. So give me 24. Give me 24 to 17. 24-17, Kansas City. Kansas got got Kansas City covering the four and a half point spread as we record this on a Thursday over and under coming in at forty four. So you're twenty four seven. You're hitting the mm, you're below that on that one. Twenty four seventeen, just below it, just below it. But you like Kansas City to cover the four and a half point spread. I got the Chiefs too, man. I just I don't. I think the home field advantage is very very big for them. Um, as Kansas City continues to win through this postseason, obviously both have them taking this one, we are going to get a chance to see Mahomes outside of Arrowhead for the first time that he wasn't playing outside of Arrowhead in the postseason. That wasn't the Super Bowl. He has never played a playoff game in someone else's building. He never has. The only time he's been out of Arrowhead is in the Super Bowl when it's a, a neutral field. So, but while he still resides in Kansas City for this one against this particular team, yeah, I'm going to ride with them too. I think we see one of the receivers make, maybe even not a receiver. Like, I think like Noah Gray could get a touchdown here. I feel mm. like this is a game where Jarek McKinnon will catch like a key third down and like Mahomes will scramble around and find him for something or one deep bomb to MVS or maybe we each have a, a prospect that we liked a lot coming out that hasn't necessarily panned out on this receiving core for you. It's Kadarius Tony. For me, it's sky Moore. Both of those guys just can't seem to get right on this offense. Can't get right, bro. And we like sky Moore coming out. That's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. Yeah. Just, you I like sky as well. Tony and, yeah. Yeah. Remember we talked yeah. about him. Yeah. I like yeah, Scott. I do. Can do it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just keep going. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough to see, but you know, it happens. It happens, but, um, still, I feel like we're just going to see a couple, like, we don't need them to be necessarily like world beaters, but like something like, like I said, you know, 
just random plays here or there enough to be able to make the difference where really Mahomes is the guy and Reed is the guy that sets that table for them to do it and be able to make enough plays. So I think the Chiefs give me 23. I like I like 23. Uh, you said 24-17. I like 23-17. I'm just going to go one more point up. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like to have that point differential that that amount. Or actually, let me go twenty to seventeen. Twenty, Kansas City gets twenty. Twenty to seventeen. That's where I'm at on it. Yeah. Our final game of the of the of the weekend. Final game of the weekend. Final game of the weekend. Green Bay Packers traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have not lost at home this entire season. They are eight and zero on the year, and. This is you could call this the Mike McCarthy revenge game, if you will. The time he's going to play against his old squad in the playoffs. And when you think about what these two franchises have battled and what they've done and what they put up in terms of the history of the playoff game, we got some really good things within our within our lifetime. Uh, there was the 94, 95 and 96 years back to back to back years where we had Brett Favre and Troy Aikman going at it in the nineties. But then most recently we got to think about Des caught it that year in Lambeau field. And then we got to think about that year where Rogers hit Jared cook along that sideline, yeah, set up bro. that 51 yarder from Mason Crosby, yeah. like just some iconic playoff moments between these two teams, two teams and just yeah. games that are going to go down that went down in history and that we can kind of reflect on now that makes it really, really dope. So I'm excited for this one big time. And that's why I'm glad we, we left it here in this, this section of the previews right now. So to start with this Cowboys offense going or this Cowboys defense going against this Packers offense, Jordan Love, man, he has been so dope lately. We yeah. talked about him a little bit on our uh, end of the season uh, reaction show, and he's the ICU. He was mine. He's, he's been a top ten quarterback uh, throughout the course of this season. Been really lighting it up lately, even better than that. And I'm excited to see what this cowboy defense that's been a very very good unit this year has in store for him particularly dan quinn and what he's going to run when they go against him so when the packers got the ball and we're talking about what we what we anticipate seeing what are you really going to be paying attention to with the packers when they got the ball on offense like and, oh, and the, I... the cowboys are on defense like when that's there where what are you looking at which one oh. where, where are your eyes going so I'm well on both sides, bro. The passing game and the running game, because two things that's really stood out in the last few games with this offense. I mean, the whole season, at least for a good half of the season, Jordan Love's been lighting it up. I think you already brought it up. You, that was your eyes to you. He ended the league, ended the season with 32 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. They're gonna pass the ball for sure, but the running game with Aaron Jones since he's been back outside of that game. It's been amazing, bro. He looks. He's had a hundred. You forget he's had a hundred. He is. You forget sometimes, like you, bro, you do, but you don't. Like you know what I mean. He's had a hundred plus yards per game outside of that one. Outside of that one game, the game he came back, he only had about maybe like fifty some yards and whatnot. But outside of that, he's been balling, bro. And his average has been really good as well. Yeah, he hasn't had no touchdowns. I want to see him put up. I mean, I want to see them kind of use him more so in the red zone. Make sure he gets those touchdowns to kind of like, you know, put the icing on the cake. But 
He's been balling, bro. He's so good, man. Like, and the Cowboys' he, run defense is not that good. Nah, and, man. And, and, and light bodies, man. They, yeah, and we talked about that. I, we talked about it. I remember me saying, like, I thought the Cowboys' defense, which I still like they defense. I, they I still, still like very the guys good. They, got still very, they, just, they got dudes. Yeah. They still have dudes. They're just, if there's one thing they don't do well, it's just they light bodies. They, yeah, light bodies. And that could be that could be a little concerning here, man. This game is interesting. I like the history that you brought up, too. They got some history. They and I do, think man. They, I, I was thinking about. I was just thinking about it when they when that matchup happened. Like, oh, we get this again. And yeah. my dad at first was like, oh yeah. And my dad brought up like the matchups in the nineties, and he was like, yeah. me, like he was like, yeah, no, there was like this one like matchup I remember where like the Cowboys had to come back on like it was like their final hurrah that nineties team that Emmett Smith. That 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 uh that Michael Irvin, the Troy Aikman, et cetera, like them, where they had a comeback against them, and it was like the Cowboys are still here, but that ended up being it in the '90s, and then now the ones that we have seen in the 2000s since then. So yeah, hella cool. Yeah, we we've been able. That's what I'm saying. Like it goes well. That I can't actually. You know, I mean, I was a kid in the '90s. You know, but your dad. Got so '93. Let's just say nine. Okay, nine. It was '94, five, six, ninety-five. How old were you? No, I was five, bro. <laughs> I, was five. I was 10 i was 10 so i remember that I was one five bro i was five so but but the des bryant and and all these other you know memories that we've had over the last like 10 years you know what i'm saying i definitely 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 remember mm -hmm. and here we are here bro and i think this is gonna be a really good game man so yeah to For me sure. to me this offense has been really balanced it's been really balanced it's been balanced on a, uh, a passing game and a running game and i think they could attack them both sides I feel like the running game, they can start there because the Cowboys are not good at stopping the run. And I feel like the passing game could really jump off, too. I, I mean, you look at these wide receivers, bro. You know, my, my guy, Christian Watson, has been in and out because he just he just can't stay healthy. But you look at different guys like Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Bo Milton, get different guys that, that just, just coming out of Dontavian nowhere. Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, Wicks. <laughs> Guys are just coming out of nowhere, you know, putting up 100-yard games. And I get it, you know, Vikings, Carolina, Bears, the last few games. I get it. But I'm just saying, th these are the players that's really been stepping up here and there, especially Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs. He's definitely been stepping up. You know, he don't have 100. I'm not saying he has, like, a 100-yard game every, every game. But he's been playing pretty well. And I'm curious to see how he does against this pass defense. One thing about the Cowboys is this pass defense. Mm -hmm. That's where that's where they shine. That's really where they shine. That's where they shine. We just talked about another pass defense. We talked the about Browns. the pass defense. How it makes it look, makes it look one. Yeah, when, when you got that, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's you, what, yeah, that's it makes you really, it. Makes that's, it where, yeah. that's how you get paid, bro. If you can, yeah. if you can be good against the pass, that's how you get paid as a defender. That's how you like, do it? I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how you do it, bro. And 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 that's that's what that's what the Cowboys are doing. You know, Darren Bland, who we talked about. You know, Stephon Gilmore, who's coming back. Jordan Lewis and had some great moments as well. Very good slot corner. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm curious to see how this passing game goes against their pass defense. But I feel like there's, there's times. It's hard for me. This game is tough. This game is really, really tough for me to choose. I know we ain't there yet, but I'm just gonna say I'm expecting the pass game for the, for the Packers to do pretty well. Well, not pretty okay. well. I don't want to say pretty well. I'm just going to say I'm expecting it to be kind of balanced. There's going to be moments where Jordan Love is going to have some highs and some lows. 
But I feel like he can have more highs if they decide to run the ball. If they if they decide to keep it balanced like they've been doing over the last few games. Yeah, Matt Matt Lafleur has had times where he's got away from Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones is yeah, right, and he goes to the podium and his thing constantly is, "Oh, I got to do a better job of getting Aaron the ball. That's my fault." And Packers fans have been very like adamant about that. Yeah, Pat, yeah, Packers fans have very, very much said that and know what I'm talking about. So they don't want to see themselves there on, on the heels of a playoff loss when maybe the own person who is a driving engine is the reason why they may not reach their full potential. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one 100%. That they got to be able to go to Aaron Jones. And I was going to ask you it this way prior to uh, our recording. I was going to ask you it this. A.J. Dillon may or may not play in this game. Honestly? AJ Dillon does have some value. He's a big body guy, but body here's what AJ Dillon does. AJ Dillon also takes some snaps away from Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, we were talking about how good he is. He has not played for a majority of this season, right? right. As, as a person who owned Aaron Jones in fantasy football, I can tell you, I was not able to use this guy except for very, very, <laughs> very close to the last, like the playoffs. Like there was a league where I had Aaron Jones where I didn't make the playoffs and I didn't get to use that guy. Really, except for week one and not really any other time, right? So he he's pretty fresh. And when it comes to a win and advance or lose and go home, I want that ball in Aaron Jones' hands. I'm sorry. I like, I want that ball. He's, he's just that good. He is just that good. So, yeah, I, I want it. And to be able to just, yeah, let me use this guy. He's fresh. He doesn't necessarily have the pull on his body this year. That some other guys will, so that's right. That's where I'm really gonna go. I think uh, my thing is you're right on that. You're right on that. I think. Well, yeah. I we'll, we'll we'll keep it there. We'll keep it there. We'll keep it there. I was just gonna say my only thing is is that when they get to the red zone where they're really close to score, Aaron Jones is the guy to go to. But if it, but Dylan is that big body back where it, he is. you know he you is. need somebody just to power it through. Dylan is the guy right. you want to go with. Right. Now I'm and not saying he's. I'm 100 percent with you. I think you I know, think him being there is just is 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 Lafleur. Lafleur yeah. sometimes when he has both, he just starts to fall in love with Aaron, like with with Dylan. And I'm like, why is? No, 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 no. We'll use Aaron. We'll, we'll get. Well, no, he's Aaron. he's he's used Aaron. He's used Aaron a lot. I mean, Aaron is Aaron is. Since Aaron's been out. back because Dylan's been hurt. Dylan's well, Dylan hurt. played. Also, the the last game. What, what game was it? Was the Bears? The Bears. Dylan did not play. He was hurt. The Vikings game. And the game before that. No, the Vikings. Well, the Vikings game, he played. He played. But the the Panthers and the Bears, he was hurt. And it's just like. But I'm saying week 17, though, they both played. And he used Aaron Jones more. So, I mean, it's definitely definitely out there. He's definitely going to use Aaron Jones more. I'm just saying as far as touchdown-wise, neither one of them is really, you know. But I'm saying if you get to that point where you're Right, you're right there. You got about maybe sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you you might want to use a little bit. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It 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 helps to have both. It for sure does. I just get worried with how much I've seen the flip the one my my one knock on the floor. And I think we had talked about this when we were talking about Aaron Jones and we were doing our like coaches countdown, our running back countdown, whatever. Y'all, y'all, y'all try to yeah. My guy the floor (laughs) can it to and, and with the post game presser. Sometimes he just doesn't. It, it, it he just when he has both, 
He just sometimes doesn't want to go to Aaron as much. And well, remember at that time, though, now, now remember, now remember when we talked about Aaron Rodgers was playing over there. Sure. So we, we was, we was I know. Saying, the same you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but you know, we, we okay. were yeah. So we'll we'll go ahead and keep it, we'll go ahead and monitor that. <laughs> see how that's how that's used in this game. If if he's healthy, if 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 AJ's gonna play, if AJ's not gonna play. We'll go ahead and keep because there's another back that I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, who if AJ doesn't go, does does function as a guy who spells Aaron on, on, on that front over there. Uh but yeah, the youngest offense in playoff history, very, very, very important to see them right here right now and what they have done that is something i do have to give credit to uh, matt lafleur before we get off the packer offense the only other thing that i want to that i want to pay attention to and try to look for is if we see some tempo in portions where we may not see some tempo and just kind of something to throw dallas off of their rhythm and this offense just has a lot of different grab baggy type of things to where they can do that and i want to pay attention to see kind of how that goes and the last note defensively for me, as much man coverage as Dallas plays, I want to see them just get in the face of these receivers and be like, let's see how, like, y'all are young. Yeah. Y'all have had yeah. a really That's nice, like, outing this regular season. Mm-hmm. Let's just see if y'all can beat our dudes man on man. I think Dan Quinn knows that. And that's something I want to be able to pay attention to as this game unfolds. Let's swing it over to when uh, the Cowboys have the ball and the Packers are on defense right now. Dak Prescott, man. Is this his best season that you've seen from him? It's hard for me to say. I, I can't oh, I think say. it absolutely is. I know you do because that's been your MVP for the most. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He ended up third team for me. He ended up third team. Third team I know, right. but I hear you, but. The, the MVP talk has been heavily on your side versus some other quarterbacks and other players. My thing with that, it's hard for me to say that because the first half of the show, I didn't like the way he was. It wasn't necessarily him. I felt like it was more the play calling. I felt like losing Kellen Moore really hurt that passing game. They were running the ball more. They were trying to force things, and it just, you know, there were times where you could see, okay, well, C.D. Lamb and Dak got something going. Why are you trying to switch Mike McCarthy? What are y'all doing? This is why his job is on the line now. This is why he might he might still get fired. I mean, this they is got, why they're talking rumors. about that though. Like that's why though. Serious. I mean, because like I mean, you you're, two you're, seed you started and, off yeah. well because you started off the, the half the season wasn't great, bro. Remember when I was talking about this offense? They were winning games. They were winning games. But it was mainly because of Dan Quinn, who's getting all the interviews right now for a head coaching gig. Sure, I mean, yeah, it, ain't, yeah. it ain't nobody else. It ain't Schottenheimer. It ain't no, it's because yeah, of yeah, yeah. what he's been doing. He's been consistent since week one all the way down to week 18 going into the playoffs. Yeah, they've had some collapses here and there. But he's been really good. That offense hasn't been. And it's not really Dak. It's just the play call. But with that being said, you know, I, it's. Do you think it's just the play calling or do you think it's other factors? I think it's really just play calling because Dak is nice. Dak, oh, that's, Dak, that, 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 that's no, in the yeah, part of you. Yeah. That, that's the that's yeah, really yeah yeah yeah. Agree yeah, with yeah. You. I think Dak is him, CD Lamb, and that offense, bro, is is uh, they're they're special. But I was gonna ask, the reason I asked that is because I think a couple things go into it. One, I feel like they are missing a back, an 
that yeah, is effective yeah. in in between like like a like a power type guy, middle type consistent. Well, remember type of dude. Remember Pollard. I talked to a lot of Cowboy fans. You know, I, a lot of them. a lot of them. They're just everywhere, especially in Southern sure. They're everywhere. everywhere. They swore that Tony Pollard was the guy, and I think the coaching staff they felt the same way. They felt the same. They felt the exact same way. They let Elliot. Plus, Elliot was due a lot of money. I mean, he was. Well, he sure, already sure. got paid yeah, a lot yeah. of money. But I'm just saying. I think. Pollard, I think. I think two things can be true. I think. Uh, my bad. My bad. My bad. I. I, I think. I think. No, you good. You good. I was just. Go ahead. I, I think Pollard was and is talented, but I don't think Pollard is like the number one feature guy. See, you. We. We think. Well, I can't. I have to disagree with you there. I thought maybe there was some possibility of him being number one guy. He did well, sell say, me a little bit. He sold me a little bit. Okay. He going. sold me a little bit. He sold me a little bit. But not as much as Cow- Cowboy fans to the point was like, make him number one back. To the point where it's like, you know, they don't need nobody else. And I think the Cowboys really thought that. They went out and got another running game, OC, to help Mike McCarthy out and just make it a running type of offense. And it didn't work. The first few games in the season didn't work. That's why Dak didn't look as good as he looked. Because it was just like, you know, defense looked good. Running game is okay. But the defense really just, I mean, it, 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 it didn't just look good. It looked great. So it was to the point where the offense didn't really have to do too much of nothing. Short field advantage. They score. It is what, I mean, they're, they're, it, it, it was okay. But now when they get, when they unleash Dak, you know, what they used to say with Russ in Seattle, let Russ mm-hmm. go. It was the same thing with Dak. They they started letting Dak cook with CeeDee Lamb. It, it was just to the point yeah. where it was like, okay, we need to pass the ball. And now you notice what you got with Tony Pollard. But I don't fault them too much because Tony Pollard looked really good. He did. He no, got, yeah, he know, did. I, I, I just feel like. Back. No, you're right, bro. As somebody that. Somebody. You're right. Like, you, like, you, like, you, like an AJ, like AJ really, Dillon. He needs his AJ Dillon. He's better. No, 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 yeah, right, no, 100%, no, I'm saying he needs, my bad, I said that wrong. Oh, he needs, the, oh, yeah, 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 he yeah, needs, yeah, Like, yeah, Aaron yeah, Jones yeah. has AJ, he needs his AJ Dillon, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody else who's capable and, and, like, can do the things that maybe he doesn't do the best, but yeah. to where, like, you know, like, yeah, like, kind of like that, like, he needs his complimentary piece. Like, uh, like he, yeah. he's, he's Jameer Gibbs without David Montgomery type of thing you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah like something like that that's more that's more what he needs so and you're saying you, so i like that so yeah. you still think he could be a number one back he just needs a strong number two number two like he, he could be a, like like a one a b type thing yeah 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 like he could still be yeah he just needs that complimentary guy he what he is not i think what they assumed him to be was a christian mccaffrey but there's only one christian mccaffrey you know what oh, i mean yeah. that type of thing you're right Wait, like, is he a josh jacobs is he a Josh Jacobs? Not even really that. No, he's not. Like he's not. He can't run interior like Josh can. I know Josh yeah. hasn't had a good year, so it's easy. But he to he can't do things. like we have he's like better. the stuff you see Josh do physically. He is nowhere near the physical presence of a running back that Josh Jacobs. He's not as shifty as Josh. He's not even as shifty as Josh. The vision is not even. I think that's close. I think that his what? vision. I don't think is there. I don't. I I, I think it like shift like moves. Sure, but well, I mean, I mean vision, vision, as good as Josh? Well, vision, shiftiness. Those are two different uh, things to me. Those are two different things to me. They are definitely two different things. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like, 
the way Josh utilizes both of them, I think it's a higher level than Tony Pollard. I think because Josh has better vision. I think Josh has better vision. I don't think Josh has his the breakaway speed that Pollard does, like straight line breakaway. I don't. I don't. I don't think he has that. Um, but I, no, Josh definitely has. Josh definitely has the. Someone going to fit up on me? Yeah, it, you, I'm not done. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not break tackle. Yeah, yeah, break not, tackles. Yeah, like, yeah. just shove off people. Like, yeah, no, I, I don't. And, and like, the interior vision definitely doesn't have what Josh has. Josh has amazing vision between the tackles, between yeah, between yeah. the guards. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, like not even close. Not even close. Josh is a better pass protector. I even might think like oh, yeah, Josh has like their hands, just pure hands. Josh has very good hands. Good hands, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like there's he's just missed some passes, but yeah, he's definitely got better hands than Tony for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like those, those type of things. Like yeah, but like but Pollard just he's not the guy. Like, and I talked about it at one point on the show. Very long Tony Pollard segment here, but this is good shit. <laughs> uh, I talked about it one time on this show. His running back coach talked about like why they didn't want to give him necessarily a larger workload because they knew like they had to use him like almost in like a Brian Westbrook type of fashion where okay. the guy had to stay fresh there. Like, like he could run between the tackles, but you're not going to run in between the tackles 10, 12 times a game. You're going to run in between the tackles three to five. Yeah. You're going to also run him outside. Maybe four, maybe you're going to throw him the ball four times. And that's his total touches throughout the whole game. You aren't just going to have those downs where you just use him to, okay, we just got to run the ball to give our quarterback a playoff and run it up the middle and get three yards and he's going to take a hit. Because then when you do want to use him for those splash plays on those outside runs or those screens or whatever have you, he's going to be beaten down. He's not going to necessarily give you as much. And I think that's really, really great foresight on, on the running back coach be able to implement that into how they were deploying it before. And this year, that staff didn't have that same foresight. So that's why we're also seeing a, a decline from him. And to go on top of that, everybody thinks this Dallas offensive line is, is great because that's what they're known for. Yeah, no, they have dudes that are good. Terrence Steele is not good. Yeah. Tyler Biotish is just like, he's, he's okay. all right. He's, he's okay. all right. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. You know what I mean? And their guards are their guards are solid. And then Tyron Smith is solid, but Tyron Smith may or may not play. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, really you know what I mean? So like that's kind of that's what they're dealing with right now. So yeah, that's just what I want to want to talk about. But overall, we're also get back to you, bro. What are you expecting from this Packers defense going against this team? Now see going against Dallas. The defense for me for the Packers are a little bit flawed. Okay. Jared Alexander, our boy, he ain't having the year. He ain't having the year he's normally. He's not. He's not. not. Okay. Keyshawn Nixon, who they picked up from us, the Raiders, he had a solid year. One of his best seasons. Not this year, but this year, though, he's not playing as well. But the pass defense is ranked pretty well. And I think it's. Really, because of the teams that they played, the quarterbacks they played, and the pressure that they're used to getting on that defensive line, that's the only reason why I think their pass defense looks a little bit the way it is. Because they don't really have to cover you well. But when it's time for them to really cover against a team that you know really can pass the ball, they they struggle a little bit, and that's what I. So 
I'm not expecting him to really do too much, bro. That that's what I'm really kind of concerned with with this defense. I hear it. I hear it. I'm concerned, bro, because I, I don't see the Packers defense really doing anything. The offensive line for the Cowboys, you touched on some good points. That offensive line, a lot of people say it's great, but it's not. I mean, if you really watch them play, you you see what's really going on. It's not the offensive line that it used to be. Okay, that that's that's number one. Number two. Even when they try to run the ball, we talked about Tony Pollard. But there's times where, you know, defensive lineman is, is already in the backfield. I mean, they're already there. There, there. There's times where Tony Pollard can't even break for the run because he's already being tackled. True. They can't yeah. even really hold True. up on the run. Yeah, run. that part so, too. You know, I mean, it, the offensive line is not the same. But I think it's good enough to go against this, this defensive line of the Packers. I know they've gotten some pressure. They've been able to do some things. But I'm just not sold on this. Packers defense at all, man. I'm really not. And Jared Alexander is our boy. I mean, he's, but it's just this. And again, if you want to look at statistics, you can look at that. You can say, well, what, what are you saying? Like, I mean, it's, it's they're ranked here, they're ninth, they're top 10. They're... But it's really, really based off of the pressure that they've been getting and the quarterback that they've been playing. They're going against a, a, a really good quarterback. Oh, for sure. You remember, oh, really? bro, you, you remember that stretch when we got in here and I had my, uh, I see you as Baker when Baker Mayfield had a perfect passer rating against them. That was just like week 14. Like, I mean, and then they were, they were, that was only a few weeks. That was only a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they've been on what's going on before. Like, I mean, like, like Bryce Young had his best game as a rookie. Like, like, I mean, we saw what, you know, we saw what the, we saw what t- people did against the Panthers, and then we saw what Joe Barry late in the season did against the Panthers. Bryce Young lit him up for like three forty. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I, I get I'm you. Saying. I get you. I'm just not really. I'm not sold on their defense like that, bro. I'm just not. I'm not sold on their defense, and I feel like they're going against the offense that definitely can like can light them up. You know, uh, and and that's what we. I not to the point where it's going to be you know, overkill or anything like that, because I do feel like there's going to be times where the Packers are going to have the ball long enough to be able to keep that offense and the Cowboys off the field because they they do have a good offense. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can do some good things too. But I feel like the Cowboys, they're, they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to do some damage against this Packers defense. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, I think the one thing I want to pay attention to is uh, what Rayshon Gary does against Terrence Steele because that's one spot where I think they have the advantage. Um, but where I really honestly see the Cowboys just absolutely eating on offense, CeeDee Lamb, uh, they play him mostly in the slot over there in Dallas. He will go outside a little bit here and there, depending on the play call, depending on the down and distance, the, how they like the matchup, et cetera, et cetera. This is a game where I see him just going really back to the slot and feasting because you brought up Keyshawn Nixon, Quay Walker, who's a linebacker, Jonathan Owens, the safety, whoever it might be. These are all people that CD is just going to eat. Yeah. eat. He's just going to eat money. these dudes up, bro. Easy money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and they, they have no answer for that. So that's really, I think, just going to be the biggest takeaway from this game for me. Uh, who do you have winning, Jay? I think we probably are in agreement here. Again, I'm very, very excited for this game. I'm, I want to see what, how it plays out. But uh, where are you arriving? I'm at. The, I, I got the Cowboys, bro. I, I just feel like 
I'm unsure with the Packers still. I like what Jordan Love's been able to do. I like some of the young studs that's been able to step up here and there. I like the the, the balancedness at times. But I just know – I kind of feel like I know what the Cowboys are going to bring. I feel like now they found themselves on offense. They've been found themselves on offense a long time ago. And I feel like their defense is definitely good enough to go against a quarterback that's never been on this stage. You talked about it. This is the youngest offense on, on, on you know, in the league. In the history – the youngest offense of the league, youngest offense in the history of the NFL playoffs. We've never seen an offense this young. And I mean, they're, going they're like, here and going against they're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're here, but they're going against a real experienced defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. They're going against Darren Bland, who's been playing well. I know. I don't think he's really. He, he don't have no playoff experience, not to my knowledge. But no, he was know, on the team. Last got other year. guys, but he, I mean, he, he really yeah. starting and really playing at high level. Yeah, in this, in this role, you know, yeah, starting. Yeah, the role is a little bit different. But Gilmore is there. He's been there. He's won a Super Bowl. They just got dudes, bro. They got dudes. And Jordan Love, as much as as good as he's been playing, I don't, I don't trust. I, I don't. I gotta see it. I gotta see it in the playoffs, bro. I gotta see it, and I gotta see if he can, because they beat the Cowboys defense, who I think is elite. <laughs> you know, I, I then I I gotta. Hell, Packers might go to the NFC Championship game. I mean that that's just where I'm at with it. I just don't see that happening though. I don't see that happening. Right, 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 right. Uh give me the Cowboys 30. Give me the Packers 23. Cowboys 30. Packers 23. Dallas is favored by seven and a half in this one. I like the Packers to clear that spread. I like the Packers to cover. I really do. Uh over under sitting at 50 and a half. So yeah, he you you at yeah, fifty uh, or thirty to twenty three. Yeah, you're right right on that over. Um, I like I like twenty seven twenty Dallas. I like twenty twenty seven twenty six twenty seven twenty Dallas. Um, Packers cover that. I'm I'm with you there. Like you said, man. I just I don't see a way that Dan Quinn and the the talent that they have on, on defense over there doesn't go ahead and take over for as good as Jordan Love has played this year. Dak has played terrible. Like let's let's just be honest. Like Dak yeah, Dak has played better. better yeah. Dak has played better and there is not a there's not a player on that that Dak can utilize uh that Jordan Love has who is better and and what I mean by that is basically CeeDee Lamb when it comes to skill Lamb, players as good as Aaron Jones is. CeeDee Lamb this year was phenomenal. phenomenal, phenomenal. He was so. That was my good. number one wide receiver coming out. By the way, by the way, but Jerry, Jerry, Jerry <laughs> I just had to say that, bro, because I me and Brandy, was your I think number that one. Was, no, on everything, on everything. CD Lamb was my number one. Me and Brandy had CD Lamb. Oh, and, and Henry, Henry had Judy. Had Jerry Judy, and then I had. I CD was so Judy. high. I was. I wrote a. I don't know if I if I was able to put it on the website. But I definitely, definitely put it on the old SSAW page for CD Lamb. Okay, wow, okay. How, how, no, I, 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 believe, I remember it, it's, it's been a while because we always have our, like, ones. I remember each year kind of changed. Like, but Jerry Judy was, was number two, though, so it's not like. Right, yeah, and then know, Judy like, was my number two, and then, yeah, or Judy was my number one, and CD was my number two. It was number two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not like it was anything yeah. crazy, but yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. 
A little different than last year, though. A little different than last year, though. Well, what was last year? What was last year? Uh, this most recent year, I had my number one uh, was JSN. I'll be dead honest. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about Jigma. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But yeah. you know what, though? I had Zay number two. I, had you ha- I did two. Right? No, I had Zay three. I had Zay three. But you did. You moved him I had Zay. I changed him. I changed but him. But I had to talk. We was all trying to talk you. I for sure was trying to talk to you. Like, bro. You were. You were. And, no. I, and, I, and I watched more. And then I was like, okay, I'll move Zay up. But I wasn't going to move QJ up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that. I wasn't gonna do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very proud of myself for having Addison and and um uh Josh Downs and Tank yeah, Dell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tank Dell. The one guy that I didn't have who's really like like blew me away this year was uh Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed for the Packers, man. That's like we just got them previously. Yeah. That's what we just got Jaden Reed. He was like my 10th. And he's been very, very good. Yeah. 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 Quentin John. I mean, give it a year, bro. It's not over yet, man. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. You know, it's not over yet. He was my, I think he finished at like fifth for me, sixth. Oh, man. Stop, bro. You had a number. No, no, I had him. I don't know. I'm not even lying to you. I had him fit, number one, fit. but look, 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 bro. TCU, he bought out. He bought out. Let's see what he does with a new coaching staff. That's what we're coming in. Sure. Yeah, Obviously, no, we got I don't want him playing good against my Raiders or our Raiders, but let's see what he do. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, he, he was disappointing. Some of them wide open. That's what got me. It wasn't even so much. It was the wide open path, the, the drops, open drop, the drops, yeah, yeah. Oh, the drops. I mean, it, Nate just was ugly. It would come to the hands. and The one in the Packers around. game, I remember. Yeah. That one in the Packers, that would have won the game. Won the game. Like, eh. Yeah, I got tagged. I got tagged, bro. I got I got text messages coming in. I remember. Because the, the, like, hey, the Chargers are my what's going on in that game. And then you were telling me on the what's going on. So I'd be like, Bro, people have been hitting me up about that shit. That's yeah, sure what's yeah. going on. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a good one. It's what it is. It's what it is. But yeah, no. Uh Josh Downs, that's my my favorite one's Josh. Because I, I remember I was I only saw a couple people, maybe one person higher on Josh Downs than me. Uh, he was my four. Mm-hmm. So and, and he and he broke the Colts uh rookie uh received receptions record this year. So yeah, yeah. that was that was my idea for Josh Downs. But yeah. Here we are, man. First round of the playoffs upon us. The preview is in the bag. Uh, for everybody, I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend going to collect my earnings from my uh, parlay that I hit. Big shout out, Bryce Holloway. We were down there for your birthday. We had the four leg parlay. Um, I got to go collect my earnings and hopefully I don't get uh, sucked out of a plane like what recently happened out here in, in Portland when the door blew off. Um, and I hope the weather doesn't keep me grounded. So. I got a lot of things to worry about before I get there. But nonetheless, what will be here is the wild card round this weekend. Enjoy your time there. I'm definitely going to be in a sports book watching these and eating some very good steak and drinking some very good beer. Until then, y'all take care. Keep it locked, man. The regular season may be done, but the playoffs are here, and so is the Cover Zero Podcast.